Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Isaiah 43 verse 16, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, right? And a path through the mighty waters. Okay? Now come with me to Isaiah, the one we just read. 43, now let's read verse 18. Verse 18, do not remember the former things. What are the former things? The sea, the river. Do not remember the former things. I'm not going to borrow anything from the sea. I'm not taking anything from the river because I'm creating a new people who have not been created. Amen. A new people are about to come. Do you understand me? You think that's blasphemy? Read your Bible. A people who are yet to be created. It's in black and white in your Bible. Because if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road. Where did he make a road before? In the sea. I'm going to make a road in the wilderness. And rivers, no one that parted into four. Her river head. I'm going to make rivers. He's talking about somebody else. He's talking about new creation because out of your innermost being shall flow the rivers of living waters. It does not matter how dry you are. It does not matter how, how much you lack. When that river begins to flow on the inside of you, it's going to show you gold for things of gold, silver for things of silver. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me read. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For what purpose? The beasts of the field will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to do what? To give drink to my people, my chosen. These people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Are those people inside the house this morning? Somebody praise the Lord. If you compare scripture with scripture, you know certainly that this water does not take its source from the sea, but is going to flow into the sea. It does not take its source from the river in Eden. 
but it's going to encompass the entire planet. Do you understand me? This river flows from the sanctuary. Are you with me? It's a different river with a different flavor. You ain't seen anything like this before. You understand me? God says, see, you stay there. You have been taken over by the enemy. Stay there. I'm going to raise a new people. They are coming to you. They are going to knock you out of business. Are you listening to me? Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47, beginning from verse number 1. Then he brought me back to the door of where? Of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate. And led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came to my ankles. Level one. Again, he measured 1,000 And brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again he measured 1,000. And brought me through. The water came up to my waist. The ankle. Your walk with God. The knee. Your prayer life. The waist. Your ability to birth. To bring things forth. Do you understand me? (laughs) The, the, The strength. That is given to you to birth things in the spirit and bring them into manifestation on, on the planet. Let's read. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep. So when he said, come, I show you a bigger river. He knew, you know, I was so frightened in that vision. I didn't want to go in and little, I didn't know angels are that little. Pim! And I began to swim. And I woke up. And he said to me, the river where you are is polluted. And that's why nobody should provoke me. So that I hold my peace and face my business. Or else I will expose you. Or who you really are. Tell me, point to me and say, mind your business. Thank you. Again, he measured 1,000 and was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And what happened to a river of this nature? How would a river in the desert get fish? Hello. God did not take this water from the sea. Because on the fifth day, if you read your Bible, it commanded the waters to produce abundantly sea creatures, big and small. So he has left the sea alone. He's not taking water from there. He's not taking water from the river in the garden. Now he's creating one in the wilderness. So how will fish get here? Uh, This is one of the places where uh, you have to give credit 
to Ebenezer Obey. Oh no, oh no, let Jati wasay, Aisha Womoyne. Oh no, let Jati wasay, oh no, oh no, let Jati wasay, Aisha Womoyne. Oh no, let Jati wasay, interpret for him. Let's read. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. <laughs> I've taught you that the tree of life is not just one. That you are going to become a gay That was part of 30 years of preparation. Do you understand me? <laughs> okay. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters and enters the sea. If you are part of the problem, you cannot provide solution. So this water cannot be taken from the sea because its target is to go heal the sea. You are not hearing me. Hmm? Are you sure you have capacity for this truth? You ready? Okay. Goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Do you realize that the water in Jericho was bad? And the land was barren. And in order to heal it, Elijah said, give me another cruise. It cannot be, new cruise, it cannot be this one. If you are part of the problem, you can't prefer solution. If your life is full of kickbacks and bribes, you are part of the corruption that is endemic in our nation, you can't fix it. If those who surround you are thieves and you can't control them, they will sweep you away. Do you understand me? Okay. But this river that is created in the desert, its target, its, its, its final spot is the sea. Because it's going to bring healing to the waters of the sea. Let's read further. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, we leave. Because you are now going to birth in that river, you will leave. You are not hearing me. It took 30 years before you step into Jordan. We are about to step into the Nile River. As you step in, heavens will open. In the name of Jesus Christ. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river go, rivers go, we leave. <laughs> you know, I'm pausing not for lack of words. Please give me some two, three verses before now. I'll come to verse nine. Give me verse six. Verse five. Aha, thank you, stay there. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. How did this river become rivers? Give me verse 9. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go. Is it a river? Or is it rivers? Are we on the same page? The Holy Ghost is the river. The different dimensions and gifts of the Spirit are the rivers. 
It is the river that produces the rivers. And out of your innermost being shall flow the rivers. All you'll be given to drink is water of life. But they will turn into rivers of living water. On the, do you understand this? I'm going somewhere. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go, we leave. There will be a very, somebody say very, very great multitude of fish. Because these waters go there. For they will be healed. And everything we leave wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Englem. There will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kind. So no more jealousy. Because if you have what I have, what do you want to be jealous about? Their, their fish will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea. Exceedingly many. We are going to grow up. We are going to grow big. We are going to grow very rich. And we are going to grow together. Can I hear amen? But the swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river on this side and that. We grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. You are no longer going to be broke. There will be no month that you are not fruitful. You will not lead from hand to mouth. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will be clearing the the old out so that the new will come in. Because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for <laughs> Please know that beyond swimming and fishing in this very deep water, there's another purpose. There's another purpose. That's why it keeps on pointing to the sea. That the destination of this river and rivers is the sea to bring healing there. That is your assignment in the new phase. That is my assignment in the new phase. You are going to find out now. That the reason, the primary, just as the Red Sea was, to, was meant to drown Pharaoh and his army, this great river has a different purpose. It must flow into the sea and bring healing to the waters of the sea. What does this mean? We are going to interface with Babylon. God kept us here for 30 years. To toughen our muscles, to prepare us to step into the marketplace that is demon driven and chase every demon out of the top of the mountain and push Babylon out of his secured throne. The biblical name for the spirit that operates on the seven mountains of culture. Is Babylon. Let me show you quickly. Revelation chapter 17. Verse 1 to 9. Revelation 17 verse 1 to 9. Then one of the seven angels. Who are the seven bulls. Came and talked with me. Saying to me come. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot. Who sits where? I can't hear you. Where is this sitting? 
on many what does the sea you'll find out that one of the seven with whom kings of the earth committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of our fornication so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and i saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of our fornication. And on her forehead, the name was written Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. What is he saying to you? That Babylon is using the life and the strength of Zion to triumph. That if you are not aware, you hear the king's portion of meat and drink the king's portion of drink. So that they can access the dynamics of Zion on the inside of you. To advance the cause of Babylon instead of maintaining grief. And, 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 and building a stronghold in Babylon to outwit Babylon. Because you are Zion. That you blend with them, you become like them. That if you, if, if you embrace a philosophy that if you cannot beat Beat them, join them, you will never beat them again. So, this wicked spirit is drinking the blood of saints. The blood of an animal is his life. He's using the strength of the church to advance his purpose and his cause. That's why politicians go to church during election. Let's read. But the angel said to me, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her. Which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Listen to this. The beast that you saw was and is not. And will ascend out of the bottomless pit. And go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel. Whose names are not written. In the book of life. From the foundation of the world. When they see the beast are worse and is not. And yet is counterfeit Christ. Antichrist. Pretending to be Christ within the church. Now see verse 9. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. The seven heads are seven mountains. We are going to stop all kid glove playing at my mountain is economy. My, you, you really are going to face Babylon to kick him out of that place because he's sitting there. And the reason you carry a different river that's become rivers on the inside of you is to flood Babylon out of that mountain. Just as Jesus commanded the pigs to fly out of the mountain in the case of the gathering demonia, you are going to carry the grace, the mercy, the power, and every, every grace of heaven to flush the enemy out of your mountain. Amen. I wish it's just mountain of culture. But look at verse 15. Verse 15. Verse number 15. Then he said to me, The waters which you saw, where the hallow seats, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Do you understand this? Yes, sir. The reason God had to do the now is because the enemy had captured the sea. Adam had fallen in the garden. Yes, sir. So he had to go to where there is no water at all in the desert to create a new river. 
that will flow from the sanctuary that will now carry and embody rivers that will flow into the sea to heal the sea and to kick Babylon out of its stronghold. Can I hear amen? But please, there's an important point I must tell you. As God turns our wilderness into pools of water and our dry land into water springs, is also capable of doing the reverse for the enemy. Because you've been wondering, if Babylon had been sitting on the sea, and had been sitting on the seven mountains all this while, how can little me change anything? That's why he did not give you a son. Unto us a child was born. And unto us a son was given. Between the child and the son, 30 years. To get him ready so that he can stand toe to toe with the devil and march him out of the territory. Can I hear amen? Amen. Do not rely on your strength and your wisdom. As God Almighty turned our wilderness into pools of water. And our dry land into water spring is also capable of doing the reverse for the wicked. That is, God is capable of drying up their sea. Is capable of drying up their sea. Turn their rivers into wilderness. Their water springs into dry ground. And their fruitful land into barren land. Psalm 106 verse 9. Psalm 106 verse 9. God is capable of drying up their sea. He rebuilt the Red Sea also. And it dried up. Psalm 107 verse 31 to 34. Psalm 107 verse 31 to 34. If you see a man of means and might threatening you, don't worry, his sea can dry up. His fruitful land can become absolutely barren. Psalm 107, 31 to 34. Oh, that men will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. Why? He turns rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it do you understand the moment you become wicked your sea will dry the moment you do not use it to glorify God it will turn your fruitful land into a barren land it's capable of doing the reverse for the wicked is that because of the wickedness of their heart they will become used to have the world is divided into halves they have nots the yet to have and the used to have but you see many people move from halves to used to have because God dries up their sea and their rivers that's why you must fear this God Woe unto you if you put your trust in the arms of flesh. And if your joy comes from your bank account, you are such a fool. But guess what? In the name of Jesus, as we step into the now river, 
we will not diminish. We will go from strength to strength. Psalm 107 verse 35. Psalm 107 verse 35. 107 verse 35. It turns a wilderness, that's us, into pools of water. And dry land into water springs. There it makes the hungry dwell. That they may establish a city for a dwelling place. And sow fields and plant vineyards. That they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them. And they multiply greatly. And he does not let their cattle decrease. In the name of Jesus, there is no more diminishing returns in your life. Stand to your feet and claim it right now. Ask God to do a work in you. No more diminishing returns. You are going to go from strength to strength in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from faith to faith in the mighty name of Jesus. No more diminishing returns. We are not going to dwindle. Nothing will scatter the work He has given to us to do. The wicked imagination of the wicked will not triumph in this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus we go from strength to strength thank you father blessed be your holy name in Jesus mighty name Amen. please be seated all I've done is to give you the preamble okay are you ready for the unveiling now what I did is to give you the preamble so that you know why the now river is not the new river or the old river. You can't swim in the old. No, it's already polluted. Adam had corrupted, his rebellion had corrupted the one in the garden. That's why God said he will even plant new trees that will make the trees of Eden envy, envious. Do you understand me in the book of Ezekiel? He said the trees of Eden would look at it and be envious of it. You are that tree. Following the preamble, let us now proceed to unveil our goals and strategies 2019 and beyond. Can you accommodate this or you are already full? First and foremost, I would like you to know that the Citadel Global Community Church is four-dimensional. Four-dimensional. is growth dynamics and harvest dimensions are patterned after four biblical principles and realities. The growth dynamics and the harvest dimensions of the Citadel Global Community Church are patterned after four biblical principles and realities. It is absolutely four-dimensional. You will recall that the river in the garden patterned into four river heads. And I told you the rebellion of Adam had affected it. So God now released a new river to flow. The waters will flow from where? From the right side of the temple. And you will see four levels there. Ankle, knee, waist, and a massive deep water to swim in. It is four-dimensional. Are you following me? It is four-dimensional. This is why, as presented over and over again, and I added my own little dimension to it, by the merit team, the walk streams are four. Culture, 
structure, intrastructure, and infrastructure. Do you understand me? Say culture. culture. I can't hear you. Culture. Structure. Structure. Intrastructure. Intrastructure. And infrastructure. Now, another biblical example that makes it four-dimensional is a parable of the kingdom that Jesus told the church or the disciples in Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus the Lord spoke about the four stages that a seed goes through from the time it is sown until the time the harvest is reaped. There are four stages. Mark chapter 4, 24 to 29. Uh, church, people of God, yesterday ended last night. You need capacity for the season we are in. You can, this is not church where you just come and say, let's quickly do two steps and then you go. No, 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 you are a world changer. You are being sent, you must be equipped, you must be aware, you must be alert, and you must know how to deploy all the equipments you have been given. Mark chapter 4, 24 to 29. Mark 4, 24 to 29. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will measure to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. But whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. That's the sowing time. Should scatter seed on the ground. And should sleep by night. And rise by day, and the sea shall sprout and grow, and he himself does not know how. How did you get here 30 years? How did you get to where you are now? Little by little, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. You just discover that some things that held you bound can't hold you anymore. You are suddenly free. You are no longer fearful. Do you understand me? For the earth yields crops by itself. Now count. First the blade. That's one. Then the head. That's two. And after that the full grain in the head. That's three. But when the grain ripens. That's four. Immediately it puts in the sickle. Because the harvest has come. You will have to go through those four stages. Are you with me? Okay. Compare that with the fourfold curriculum of the early church. The fourfold curriculum of the early church. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. You see four stages there again in their curriculum. Acts 2, 42. And they continue steadfastly in what? Oh, God. They continue steadfastly in apostle doctrine 1 and fellowship 2. In the breaking of bread, three, and in prayer. That's what grew the church. That's what grew the church. They continue steadfastly in apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And if you want to add the fourth one, the outpouring of the Spirit began in the throne room. He came to the upper room. Then he entered the living room and ended up in the classroom. Those are the four rooms. 
the throne room, the upper room, the living room, and the classroom, the school of Tyrannus. Within four years, the whole of Asia had the gospel. That's why you see different schools at the Citadel community. Do you understand me? And every time you need to be equipped in an area, you go to that school for a period, and you'll be taught, you'll be trained, you'll be equipped, and it will, it will amaze you and amaze the world what kind of person you are becoming. Can I hear amen? amen? The Citadel Global Community Church is four-dimensional. Number one, we are a church in the house. We are a church in the house. That if anything happens to the physical building, it does not affect the life of the church. We are a church in the house. Number two, we are a church in the community. That's when we gather like this. This is a community of faith. We are a church in the community. Number three, we are a church in the city as marketplace ministry. We have an assignment to knock Babylon out of every mountain of culture. Education, arts, and entertainment, media. Oh God, you're not. I'm not seeing you. You're so buried, writing, 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 writing. <laughs> there are the tapes after. Put them in your spirit. Writing, yes, writing, writing. Can't do two things at the same time. All the mountains of culture. That's what you find in the city. We're a church in the house, we're a church in the community, we're a church in the city, and now, thank God, we're a church in the clouds. We're a church in the clouds. Uh, can I hear amen? amen? Consequently, our approach to evangelism, soul winning, and discipleship will also be four dimensional. We have not gone this way before. <laughs> our approach to evangelism, to soul winning and discipleship, we also be four dimensional. Let me unveil the first goal to you. Just the first one. Give you a taste of it. After the missionary force vigil, I'll be able to give you details. Do you understand me? Because a mentality must be developed in you. That anybody who sees you recognizes you. Peter can deny Jesus all he cared. But his association with him will betray him. You have been with Jesus. No, I never, I never met him. You are speaking like him. You are smelling like him. As we embark on institution building. Rather than just playing church. We will start where it matters. I'm hearing your amen. amen. Yes, I'm hearing your, you are saying amen to what you don't understand. That's the problem I have with the church. Amen. Okay, what do I mean? I say we are going to start where it matters. Oh yeah, show me where it matters. As you know, it takes... Strong families to build strong nations. Our institution building must start in our homes. 
at the Citadel Global Community Church. Our home is at Jerusalem. This gospel must be preached from Jerusalem to where? To Judea and to where? Samaria and where? Four dimensional. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost part of the world. Your Jerusalem is not Lagos. Your Jerusalem is not the city where you live. Your Jerusalem is your family. Charity must begin. Please note that it is not an accident that the first institution created by God to run the entire planet is that of the family. I believe very strongly that that is why the only time, what did I just say? I can't hear you. The only time you find the word institution in the Bible is when God spoke about the institution of holy marriage. He didn't call any other thing institution. In the entire Bible. I'm not saying there are no institutions of government. There are no, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if this one fails, the rest will fail. Absolutely. Malachi chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Malachi 2, 10 and 11. Have we not all one Father, as not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously with one another? By profaning the covenant of the fathers. Judah has dealt treacherously, and an abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the Lord's holy institution which he loves. He has married the daughter of a foreign god. If you have not been at a Bible study, you need to go and get the tapes. Of our marriage or to pagans and, and the influence of the toxic counsel of the ungodly and mixed multitude can derail your destiny. This is the only place in the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation in the New King James Version of the Bible that you find the word institution mentioned the only time. You can't build any strong institution in any church, in any society without ensuring that the institution of holy, holy marriage is firmly established. God Almighty describes the union of a man and his wife as the holy institution of marriage. People of God, our charity must begin where? At home. Why? It is not rocket science to know why this is so. All the mountains of of culture, be it economy, government, education, Religion as an entertainment, and every king of the mountain and every operator on the mountain, each of them had come from family. It is a family mountain that produces operators in all the mountains. As you sit here, you're an ambassador of your family. 
what you do will affect your family. They will know what you expect. That's what they do in their family. What do you expect? Wherever the the tree cannot fall, the, the apple cannot fall far from the tree. Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. It is a family mountain that produces all the operators on the other mountains. I believe this is why Jesus introduced the good now wine at marriage in Cana of Galilee. So starting from the holy institution of marriage, we will embark on institution building at the citadel by ensuring this is the first goal. By ensuring household faith for household salvation. Say that with me. Okay, we are going to embrace, ensure, and embark on our institution building at the citadel by ensuring household faith for household salvation. That is our primary goal, now and forever. It's not something we do for this year and discard next year. That, that's why it's beyond 2019. That is our primary goal. I cannot lay emphasis on need, on aid, enough. Household faith for household salvation. The strategy is simple. A mentality must be ingrained in us, whereby each householder, father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, as well as a guardian, must ensure that everyone in his or her household is genuinely saved. That's the strategy. That as a householder, is your God-given duty that everyone under your rule is genuinely saved. You are going to love God and love people intentionally not to close your eyes and let them go to hell. That's a, a sister of mine, not by biological. Agbami, Agbami, every time. Agbami, Agbami, every time. She's a Muslim. Agbami, we went to the same school. I knew her, knew the brother. Knew. She had been coming and going. She would even carry Ilea. Uh, the Ramadan thing to my house. How take and we love. This two weeks ago, I sat her down. I said, Wule, she said, hey, mommy, said, I've been looking at you, but I'm not going to be guilty of your blood. You know, I was a Muslim too. And I narrated my salvation experience to her. And I said, Why is it that only you, of all your siblings, and all the children God gave you, why are you the only one who is not a Christian? The Quran, you don't understand. You can't read it. <laughs> she was not expectant at all. But she did not know all the loving, like mommy, like mommy, I'm waiting for the day they had to be ready. Pshim.
Why do you relate with people for what you can get from them? Or to ask the Lord of the harvest to send you as a laborer into his harvest, either to plant or to water. Do you understand me? Twelve notable examples. You write down and you go and study. Twelve? How many examples? Twelve notable examples. Noah and his household. You can gain the whole world and lose your family. You have lost everything. Noah and his household. Genesis 7, 1. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. Quickly, thank you. Genesis 7, 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I've seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Household faith for household salvation. You can check verses 6 and 7 also. Verses 6 and 7. Chapter 7 of Genesis. Verses 6 and 7. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah with his sons, his wife, his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. You can leave the rest. Who and who went with him? Noah. Look at the other. Noah. His wife, his three sons, and their wives, totaling eight, the number of new beginning, and then the animals. For some of us, it's the animals who keep first, who feed them, who take care of them. They have our pets. They spend more money on pets in America and in Britain than they spend on human beings. What they give to pets, if they give it to the gospel, Britain will not be going down the drain. America will not have the likes of, um, you know who. <laughs> Number two, Abraham and his household. Abraham and his household. Beginning with his strange servants when he had no child. You know how God really honored this message? I know Abraham for he will command his household. Are you commanding your household? Or your children have taken authority that you fear them. Abraham and his household. Genesis 14, 14 to 16. Genesis 17, 1 to 14. Genesis 14, 14 to 16. Genesis 17, 1 to 14. And Genesis 17, 22 to 27. Genesis 14, 14 to 16. You will see Abraham and his servants. Genesis 17, 1 to 14. The, 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 the covenant of circumcision. Genesis 17, 22 to 27. How he enforced that covenant throughout his entire family. And he himself at the age of almost 100. God circumcised to obey God. There's no one bought with money or born in the house that was not circumcised. And look at the model of house command. Genesis 18, 18 and 19. Genesis 18, 18 and 19. Thank you, God. <laughs> Keep them inside. 
Give me verse 17, Genesis 18, 17. And the Lord says, shall I hide from Abram what I'm doing? You want God to reveal to you what he's doing? Then follow Abram's pattern. Shall I hide what I'm doing from Abraham? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Why? For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household. It's not just your children that comes to your household. I'll get there in a moment. His children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Are you still hearing me? Number three. Number three. Lord also made efforts in this regard. Lord also made a lot of efforts in Sodom in this regard. But his influence had waned by the time judgment fell in Sodom. Thank God for the intercession of Abraham. Every one of them would have been swept off. Fathers, do not take the issue of your household salvation casually. Mothers, do not let the vanities of this world become a distraction to you. One of the lessons that mankind will learn and should learn is remember Lord's wife. Despite the failures of Lord, God still preserved the generation of Lord through Ruth the Moabites and through Solomon who married an Ammonites, the mother of Rehoboam. Tell your neighbor, get out of Sodom before it is too late. Say to your neighbor, get out of Sodom before it is too late. Number four, the first Passover, extend the territories of your influence even beyond your household. But I'm limiting it to your household to start with. The first Passover, Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 to 14. Exodus 12, 1 to 14, you find the story there. Take a lamb, you slaughter it, and take the blood, and mark your lintel and doorpost. But if your household is too small, then join your neighbor to it, so that you can only take one ram. Do you understand me? That you must develop influence that your neighbor will need to come under your hiding, under your protection, under your... Do you understand me? The question is, who is your neighbor? Jesus answered that question forever by the story of the good Samaritan. Number five. Rehab the hallowed and our father's house. Household faith for household salvation. Rehab the hallowed and our father's house. Find that in Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 to 14. Joshua 2, 1 to 14. Say, your terror had fallen upon us. I pray, save my father, my mother, my entire household. And they gave her a sign. Tie this red scarlet, representing the blood of Jesus, 
at your window so that when you come, we'll distinguish your house. And if you read Joshua chapter 6, 20 to 25, it was the only household of Rahab that was saved in the entirety of Jericho. Household faith from household salvation. Number six, Joshua and his household. Joshua and his household. See Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Joshua 24, 14 to 15. He reads and I quote, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river. And in Egypt, serve the Lord. Hello. Which your father served where? On the other side of the river. You are in now river. Leave those gods over there. Do you understand, understand that? Listen to me. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river <laughs> or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I can hear you. As for me, we will serve the Lord. When you step into the bakery house and you step into the glass house, this is what you find there. It's deliberate. I want anyone coming in there to know, as for me and my house, who serve the Lord. I picked this from the U.S. I'm sure you can have something similar or get a sticker. Let the whole world know what you stand for. Don't compromise your faith. Don't cheapen it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say with me, as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. We deliberately position it at that gatepost. You enter there, this is what hits you. So you cannot bring other gods in here. Number seven. The Roman centurion Cornelius. Roman centurion Cornelius. Acts 10, 24 to 35. Acts 10, 24 to 35. And Acts 10, 44 to 48. Acts 10, 24 to 35. And Acts 10, 44 to 48. The Roman centurion Cornelius is household and friends is extended beyond neighbors he gathered even his friends while they were waiting for peter to show up if you are not influencing your friends your friends will influence you number eight grandmother lois mother eunice and timothy grandmother lois Mother Eunice and Timothy. Paul testified of the faith that was in your grandmother, Lois, in your mother, Eunice, and is now in you from generation to generation. Number nine, Lydia, the seller of purple. Lydia, the seller of purple, and her household. Acts 16, 13 to 15. Lydia, the seller of purple, and her household. 
Acts 16, 13-15. Number 10. The jailer, the Philippian jailer and his household. What can I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ yourself and your household shall be saved. Number 11. Crispus, the ruler of synagogue and his household. Crispus, the ruler of synagogue and his household. Acts 18, I'd like to read that. Acts 18, 8 to 11. Crispus, the ruler of synagogue and his household. Acts 18, 8 to 11. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. When the ruler of synagogue believed on his household, the rest followed. It's called domino effect. Number 12. Philip the evangelist and his four daughters who prophesied. Philip the evangelist and his four daughters who prophesied. Acts 21, 8 and 9. Acts 21, 8 and 9. I started from the Old Testament. I came into the New to establish an ingrained mentality that you must embrace. Household faith for household salvation. Great warning as I close. Please bear in mind as a householder that you will one day give account to God in respect of the salvation of everyone in your household. Bear in mind as a householder that you will one day give an account to God in respect of the salvation of everyone in your household, your spouse, your children, your words, your domestic staff. And if your parents are with you, including your parents and grandparents, everyone that's a friend, everyone that's a neighbor, and everyone that's under your roof, you owe them. You must ensure that you live such a life that they do not reject the gospel. That you live such a life that they want to have your God. That ten men will hold the scared of him who is a Jew and say, show us your God. This is where institution building at the Citadel Global Community Church will begin. Household faith for household salvation. The three remaining goals will be spelled out by God's grace next Sunday. Please stand to your feet and proclaim with me. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven and say with me, Father, I accept responsibility for the lives of those under my watch, everyone under my roof, my spouse, my children, my words, my staff, domestic or otherwise. I accept responsibility today to be an example to follow and not a mistake to avoid. Thank you, Father, for helping me to honor the whole institution of marriage. Help me, Father, to be a model, an example to others in respect of this institution. 
Help me, O Lord, not to desecrate this institution. Grant me grace and show me mercy to shine forth as light in the midst of darkness. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Goals and strategies 2019, the first goal, household faith for household salvation. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. Bless his holy name. Thank him. I'm not talking about house fellowship yet. It's not house fellowship. It's household faith for household salvation. So open your eyes today and know that that driver will go to hell because he refused to talk. Open your eyes today and say, that gardener may go to hell because he refused to talk. That time had come to involve them in prayer, in fellowship, to witness to them, to minister to them. For as long as they are your premises or they are your neighbors or they are your friends, you owe them the duty of ensuring that the gospel is presented to them by your lifestyle and by actual sharing with them. Amen. Isn't that good? Have we gone this way before? We are beginning a new thing. Household faith for our soul salvation. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.